The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS NFL Podcast, here with Will Brinson and John Breach. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe on the YouTube page, rate and review on Apple and Spotify. For those who missed the last episode, we looked at some player props uh, and the Bills and the Packers postseason odds with Brady Quinn. And today we're going to take a look at some top storylines around minicamp and figure out how to gamble on them. To do so, we're going to play a Pick 6 version of The Price is Right, and I'm going to call it The Line is Right. But, fellas, before we get into that, obviously. The price is wrong, the, Breach. The price is wrong. That's really the only reason I came up with the idea for the price is right idea was just so I could say that. That's that's all I did. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, we appreciate your contribution because that was uh, lovely. And I do think this game is actually going to be very fun. But again, guys, biggest news, Dalvin Cook was finally released. Brinson, we discussed this on Tuesday with Brady Quinn about why this hasn't happened Yet, uh, it looks like it was mostly due to money 10.4 million in base salary this season, 11.9 million in 2024, and 12.9 in 2025. The Vikings would save nine million in cap space with this transaction. Uh, what are your initial thoughts, Brinson? Um, I'm kind of surprised it. Uh, well, we should note he will be released. He's right. not. He's not technically released yet because what the yeah. so the Vikings are actually in the uh, I believe this is called the denial phase of the proceedings <laughs> when they have so their general manager uh, what do we call him K KWB or KGB uh, I always forget I always forget the initials I used to, to, to KGB to, I think is like KGB the... KGB yeah no no yeah it's the Russian no that's like the Russian uh, he's big yeah. into uh, he's big into incremental wins he said that this off season and what he means is. When they talk about this, and when any GM talks about this, what they mean is they want to try and acquire small, like like a fifth round pick is worth a lot to the guys who are big into analytics. And as such, I think you're going to see the what the Vikings are doing is throwing this out there. Hey, we're cutting him. This is it. If you want him, 
Come and get him. Sixth round pick, seventh round pick, fifth, fifth round pick would be lovely. We don't expect that. Any, they want to get anything they possibly can in a trade for Dalvin Cook. They've tried this already by floating the, the report that he was going to be yeah. released. They wanted to wait. We'll They're just trying to get something. Twitter. They're trying to get anything in return because they'd rather have that than the, than the, than the cap space relief. And eventually, it, it's maybe they wanted him to take a, a pay cut. Um, neither of those things is happening. And so uh, Dalvin, you know, was probably going to get to pick his spot because we assume that no one will trade for him. Yeah. I mean, well, the key there is that they've literally spent the past three months trying to trade him and no one has bitten. So it's highly unlikely that we see him get dealt before 4 p.m. Friday when the cut would become official. But teams do this all the time. We saw the Cardinals do this with DeAndre Hopkins. They even said they released, they floated the release out the Friday before Memorial Day. And so they had four days. Knowing that Friday and Monday were off days for the NFL. So they're right. like, we're cutting him. And you guys like, have till Tuesday at 4 p.m. to call us to get a trade done. And again, they're fo- crickets. No one was calling them. But sometimes when the money's not so big, this strategy works. Riley Patterson, Jacksonville's kicker. Uh, Jacksonville went out and signed McManus. Then Jacksonville floated that they were going to be cutting Riley Patterson. Everyone reported that Riley Patterson was cut. Boom. The Lions call up and say, you know what? We'll take Riley Patterson since he's not released yet. Uh, and so you, we ended up seeing a trade between a cat trade between the Lions and the Jaguars. So This does sometimes work, usually not with players who are making the kind of money that Dalvin Cook is making. So it does seem like Minnesota, you have, like Brinson said, an analytical-minded GM who's thinking, we are not paying running back $9 million. Certainly not when we have our – we're going to save this $9 million. We have Alexander Madison. We're comfortable with our backfield. By Dalvin. You had a great career here. Uh, We're moving on. Speaking of moving on, our friends at Sportsline have odds set – of where Dalvin Cook will be playing in week one of this season. You got the Bills and the Dolphins at the top, plus 300. You got the Jets, Cowboys, Broncos, all the way down to the Chargers. Uh, One, I guess in general, Breach, where do you think he's going to go? And then in looking at these odds, what's kind of a fun bet? Well, I think the Dolphins are a favorite here, obviously, because that's the team that has been mostly associated with him all offseason. There was some chatter that they might get a trade done. The Dolphins, it seems like Mike McDaniel is just collecting running backs. I mean, they have Jeff Wilson. They have Raheem Mostert. They have plenty of running backs, but apparently McDaniel can't have enough because... Did you hear Mike McDaniel's press conference today? What did he say? It was Uh, so good. He gets it. He goes... um. Is it uh is it March 3rd, 1983? And it was like everybody's was like, huh? And he's like, somebody goes, That's your that's your birthday? He goes, Yeah, that's my birthday. And last I checked, yesterday wasn't March 3rd, 1983. I'm not gonna comment about Dalvin Cook because I wasn't born yesterday. He didn't even say he like made the joke uh... without saying I wasn't born yesterday. It was really good. It was clever, like it didn't get a lot of laughs, sadly enough, in the press room. But essentially he was like, they were like, hey, would you be interested in Dalvin Cook? And you still can't comment about Dalvin Cook until he is actually released. So we don't really and, and not that he's not that they're gonna be like, oh, we'd love to have, you know, I mean, maybe they say we'd love to have him, we're interested, whatever it is. Um, Dolphins make a ton of sense, as Breach pointed out there. They've you know, they've been collecting running backs, and Dalvin Cook in that zone scheme, that one cut running style, man. I mean, he could be explosive in Miami. I believe that Dalvin is also a Miami resident or a Miami native. He was born with a high school in Miami. Yeah, Miami. Did he go to St. Thomas Aquinas? Is it St. Thomas Aquinas? Is that right? I think so. I think with the Miami Central. 
Oh, my, oh excuse me, Mr. Miami High School athletes. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, my dad's at Miami Central right now. Oh, you Miami like, Central. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Anything. You know what would have been smart is reading it on the page in front of me since they listed that as pro football reference uh, site. The um, yeah, I mean, he went to Florida State. They spent his entire like formative, like, yeah, was in was in Florida until basically he was 21 years old when he was drafted by the Vikings in the second round, 41st overall. Has been there since the 2017 season. If he has his druthers, I would guess that Miami is his choice. Um, you know, unless yeah, so sometimes uh, sometimes everybody, not just athletes, but athletes in particular, especially if you are uh, wealthier, maybe you don't want to go back home. You know, sometimes that happens. Um, you know, sometimes I don't like to go back home, honestly, and I'm not wealthy. Uh, but the the Cowboys can make sense. They have Tony, they have Tony Pollard um, under under contract, of course, on the franchise tag. He signed that. He's there. Uh, he's making good progress. But you know, they may feel like they need uh, more depth. Although I would guess that the Cowboys breach would probably be more likely to sign Zeke Elliott on a cheap deal than than Dalvin Cook. And the Bills are up there, of course, because the Bills are always on the list for running backs, and because Dalvin Cook's brother, James Cook plays for buffalo so what would you rather do breach go home or go live with your brother uh that's a good question it depends how much i like my brother well I mean, uh, you don't have to say it on the podcast I mean. yeah i don't want to throw anyone under the bus here but fun fact i, like, no, I kind of feel like you have to say it now because now it sounds like you don't like your brother well i can't hates I, I can't answer the question I don't, my brother's turning 40 this year i don't need him i don't need to be on his bad side uh, <laughs> okay. but I, I will say the cowboys are interesting because Brenton said it seems like Zeke Elliott would make more sense just because he already knows the offense. He knows what he's but doing. They love Zeke. Too. But, <laughs> but does Zeke want to go in there and be second fiddle to Tony Pollard when he's been first fiddle for so long? But if you're the Cowboys, you have to at least be thinking about, hey, look, we have this guy who uh, got a serious injury last year, has never had more than 200 carries in a season, and we're going to be asking him to be our full-time running back. So I do think the Cowboys need to seriously consider uh, whether it's Dalvin Cook or Zeke. So, yeah, I think uh, uh, Dolphins, Cowboys, Bills all make some sense. The Broncos, we see up there, they have big odds because right now uh, they're two, two top backs, Javante Williams coming off the ACL-MCL tear. And, uh, you know, right now he looks good, but we don't know what it's going to look like when they're going full speed in training camp, the preseason, how he's going to hold up. So I think you at least need to look at depth if you're Denver. They signed Samaj P. Ryan, but again, P. Ryan, was not the every down back in Cincinnati. He hasn't had more than 100 carries in a season over the past five years. So he's not a guy you're going to be asking to carry a full load. So I think Dalvin Cook would absolutely make sense in Denver. And you know what? Bengals. Look, we've heard all this chatter about Joe Mixon. I think that would depend on how much money Dalvin Cook wants, because if he wants 9 million, 10 million a year, the Bengals are going to say, yeah, well, we'll pay Joe Mixon that money because he already knows our offense. But if, if Dalvin Cook says, hey, I'll sign for 4 million and a lot of incentives, then maybe the Bengals think about it. So I, I think a lot of that will come down to how much money uh, Dalvin Cook is willing to sign for. And Katie, you asked for one kind of long shot here. I like the Rams at 10 to 1. They have Cam Akers. Ooh. I think that he would be very interesting to see Dalvin Cook in Sean McVay's offense. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't think that McVay is 100% sold on Cam Akers as his number one guy, but that's who it is right now. Wait, so what, I, what makes you what makes you say that? Was it when they tried to trade him like the entire last season and then finally <laughs> everybody got hurt and they just had to play him? Is that, is that what forced, you- <laughs> forced to play him. Uh, and he did well, though. And, you know, he yeah. kind of got the last laugh because he's like, yeah, why don't you guys play me the whole year? But it does feel like that 
uh, McVay and Akers aren't always on the same page and that, uh, you know, McVay's probably looking around just to see, hey, is there anyone else out there? And I think Dalvin Cook will make some sense there. I like that LA call a lot. I think the, and, and we should know too, like these are, like, I don't know, these are sports lines odds. Like the guys at sports line came up with them and you can't, uh, although shout out North Carolina legalized betting now um, will come in 2024. Very excited for that, but you can't, hey. you, know, you can't bet on the, these are not like you can't go to sports line and bet. Although you should go to sports line and sign up just a dollar for your first month. And you get expert picks from, from people, like, people like, people Ke- like Kelly Mox will give you, give you uh, expert picks. <laughs> Over on sportsline.com every, every day, right? Don't you write up a pick every day? Uh, every day that I make a pick on Sportsline, yes. So sometimes I'm a host, sometimes I'm an analyst. Uh, it depends. But yeah, if you sign up now with the promo code TROPHY, you get the first month for just $1. Steal. Um, mm-hmm. The Eagles are on there. You know, they spend a lot. We haven't seen them necessarily invest in the running back position, although they, they obviously went out and got um, uh, Rashad Penny and then traded for DeAndre Swift. So I, I I don't know. That, that's a lot of mouths to feed. And if you added Dalvin Cook in there, the Patriots are always on a list that involves a big name veteran. Uh, although I think they really like Ramondre. Like Dalvin Cook's probably not going to go somewhere that he has to be like the backup. Like he, he's not going to go somewhere where he's the backup, the straight up backup. You know what I mean? And like, I don't think the Ravens are going to pay him a bunch of money considering, you know, they just went out and got Odell Beckham. They have, uh, you know, they have JK Dobbins who they really like. He's as, as JLC pointed out this week, he's in a contract here. Um, the, I think, I mean, the, the teams at the top are, are a pretty good list. The Rams definitely a good sleeper. The chargers would be a little interesting too, right? Hmm. Given the, all the drama with Austin Eckler. Um, but I would think dolphins or bills make the most sense because one, his hometown team, that scheme really fits the way that he plays the way that he runs the, you know, that one cut when he man, when he gets that one cut and then the outside, he is lethal on home run hits. Uh, they, you know, they struggle to keep guys healthy. Although, you know, typically Shanahan McDaniel style offenses in front office don't want to invest uh, in running backs that heavily. And then again, like his brother's playing with the bills. So if he's willing to take less money to go to Buffalo, although the other thing about the brother stuff, like I would, it would be a little weird. So my brother works at like let's say he works at, he works at Sharefile, right? Or like a better example, like I work at CBS. CBS hires my brother Charlie to like do the same job, but like he's like like he's like you know like, like Dalvin Cook is a more established veteran than James Cook, you know? Like is Dalvin going to come in and take his brother's job, like steal carries from his brother? That would be kind of weird, right? You'd be taking bread off the table, even though you get to play with him. Yeah, James might not want him. Yeah, James might not want him, but I feel like Dalvin wants a job. So if that's what's offered to him, what is he going to say? You can't no, take, oh my God. What if he's, he's like, look, I didn't want to play with my brother. I hate my brother. Like John, like I'm like breach, man. I hate my brother, but I want that. <laughs> I want that cash and I want those carries. Has Dalvin said anything publicly? Like, obviously, I know that DeAndre Hopkins did that whole thing about the things that he's looking for. Dalvin, I don't believe, has said anything about this situation, about the Vikings or where he's going. What's interesting, and Breach, I did actually check these numbers. This was in our chat, is um, some of those teams at the top, we have seen some running backs rushing yards season totals kind of shift with this Dalvin Cook news. So looking at Miami, Jeff Wilson's rush yards prop yesterday is 600 and a half. Now it's 550 and a half. You got Raheem Mostert also yesterday, uh, 575 and a half. Today, 525 and a half. What do you guys make of this? Uh, I just, yeah. It just seems like uh, the odds makers feel pretty confident that 
Dalvin Cook might end up in Miami because that's the only reason you would lower those numbers substantially. Uh, and, and you look at what each of those guys did last season in Miami. I think uh, Mostert rushed for almost 900 yards. Then obviously Jeff Wilson got traded there, so we don't know what he would do in a full season, but in a half season, he hit nearly 400. Uh, you're giving me Mostert and Wilson both at those numbers. I would I would hammer the over because, A, you don't even know if Dalvin Cook's going to end up in Miami. Uh, and if he doesn't, I feel like those over hits, the overs hit for both guys easy. And then if Dalvin Cook does end up in Miami, it's not like Mike McDaniel has an offense where he's got a guy playing every single down and every single quarter. Dalvin Cook will come off the field. Most certain Wilson will still play. Uh, so, yeah, at, at those numbers, I love both the overs there. Um, would you, what would you set the, and I know we didn't talk about this beforehand, but it just occurred to me, like, what, like, if you had to blindly set Dalvin Cook's over under rush yards for, for this year, not knowing where he's going to play. In Miami, you... oh, not knowing. Yes. Yeah. That's hard because you don't know what kind of quarterback or what kind of scheme he's going to be in. Yeah. I mean, this is just the, what's wild is that the books are like, to Breach's point, are just, you know, the, the, the heavy adjustment, sort of panic adjustment on these props. I mean, I, you know, I'd love to see, like, I don't even know that you can, see, I mean, I guess that this is based on a simulation where they say, okay, this is what we think. I mean, like, you know, it's like Stephen O runs a simulation for Sportsline and, and we come away with, all right. You know, this is what it would do to Mostert. This is what it would do to Wilson if Cook was on the on the Dolphins. But like to drop all three of those guys, like a guy on the Broncos and two guys on the um on the uh on the on the Dolphins is, is kind of crazy. I would probably say like seven fifty for Dalvin, just because I think wherever he goes, he's probably not going to be the feature back. You see, eight eighty five was his his number before. I mean, he could easily hit that if he's healthy and he lands on a great situation. But um. You know, I don't think that like we're going to see a massive number in terms of oh shout out Dom in the chat had the the same number um good job uh or or bad job depending on what it is I think <laughs> like you know um I, you know I, I just think that we'll see you know, he's just not going to go somewhere where he's the like the guy I mean you know, there's just not many well Miami you know, no way yeah yeah I mean they're just going to mix it up um worth noting that Mike Florio um who is a Vikings fan. Uh, actually blasted the Vikings. Vikings send strange mes message by dumping Dalvin Cook. Um, yes, they need the cash and cap space to sign Justin Jefferson, but it would have been easy to exercise the right to restructure Cook's contract and push cap dollars to future years as the cap keeps going up and up. On the one hand, there's a certain amount of self-awareness that comes to recognizing that having Cook on the team will deliver a Super Bowl win this year. On the other hand, why wave a white flag preemptively? Um, if you're Minnesota, should, like... I mean, all due respect to Alexander Madison, I think he's a good running back. I don't think he's Dalvin Cook. You know, is this like, sh I mean, should they have kept Dalvin Cook? Like, you know, you you just restructure his deal and bring it back for another year and let him play it out. And maybe he wasn't willing to just yeah. play on a one-year deal. It's entirely possible, too. It's, it, it's you know, it, between this and, you know, you, you Daniil Hunter being rumored to be on the trade block, like, Maybe the Dolphins, I mean, maybe the Vikings three to one was a good number after all to win that division. Yeah. And the one thing about Davin Cook, though, is that he's gotten to the Pro Bowl in four straight years. We're putting, you know, Brenton's spinning his over under uh, at what, 750. And this is a guy who has hit, has rushed for at least 1,100 yards in four straight seasons. So that tells you that uh, it feels like the Vikings were just ready to move on or that if they, it, tried to renegotiate with Dalvin Cook that he said, yeah, look at my numbers. There's no way I'm taking a pay cut. 
cut me. I'll go find somewhere. I'll find some money somewhere else. So it is interesting. And the fact that he there's not a spot for him to get uh, be the number one guy and get 250 carries, which is basically what he's hit in each of the past four seasons, if not higher. Uh, that makes it even more interesting because I think that's going to be a big part of his decision is where can I get the most playing time? I realize I'm not going to be an every down guy, but where do I get the most playing time? Where do I get the most money? And so I think those are the two factors he's going to consider the most. Yeah, I would say, too, that just finally, this is probably his last, given his age, and he's 20, he'll turn 28 in um, August, like right before the season starts. You know, he, if any sort of deal he gets here is probably his last big-ish contract. He'll probably, I mean, for three more years, maybe, for Dalvin Cook, um, you know, running back, running back shelf life, hard to figure out, and uh, won't be getting a you know, massive contracts moving forward, I wouldn't guess. Does this affect the Brinson model uh, for the Vikings <laughs> this year? Their win total set to eight and a half and the over juice to minus 125. No Dalvin Cook, possibly no Hunter. Is that who else is on the block? Daniel Hunter's been traded uh, on the trade block. Remember yeah. to be uh, shopping him. Already traded Zadarius Smith. Already traded Zadarius Smith. Mm-hmm. Zadarius Smith. Um, well, 11 and 0 in one score games last year. No, the Brinson model, uh, uh, unchanged. We had sort of factored <laughs> this in. Um, the, the computer was aware that Dalvin Cook might not be on the team. Had them going eight, had them going eight and nine anyway. Although I had them beating San Francisco at home, so the algorithm may uh, may want to reconsider that. And uh, yeah, I, seven and ten is entirely possible for the Vikings this year. And I do want to throw one more thing out because I mentioned prominently in the chat is that the, the Dolphins did draft a running back this year, so they literally have three running backs right now that mm-hmm. uh, you know they're probably going to be planning on using. You throw Dalvin Cook in there, that's four running backs. It's not going to be easy to get a ton of playing time. But I do think that uh, Wilson and Mozart still have the edge because they know the offense better than Cook would or better than a rookie would. Very interesting. All right, we're going to keep a close eye on this Dalvin Cook situation. Coming up next, we're going to play a little game of the line is right with some wide receiver totals. Remember to hit that like button, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and comment on this video. Before we take this break, Saturday on CBS, one of the most celebrated soccer tournaments in the world is down to two clubs. Manchester City meets Inter in the UEFA Champions League final. Our world-class team will be on the pitch with live coverage beginning on Saturday at one. 30 Eastern on CBS. You're watching Pick 6. We'll be back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. They say patience is a virtue. But for some things, we can't wait.
All right, welcome back to the Pick 6 Podcast here with Brinson and Breach. And we're going to play a little game of The Line is Right. In order to get into the mode here, I would like to show a picture of Brinson looking like Bob Barker with a skinny mic to get us into the groove here. So Breach and Brinson will have to guess the season prop line for various wide receivers in the NFL that coincide with some top storylines out of minicamp. Whoever is closest to the actual number gets a point. Whoever has the most points at the end gets a pick six item from the CBS sports store in the Paramount shop. And if you guys want to check that out, it's paramountshop.com slash collections slash pick dash six. There he is. Could have been Bob Barker. But he's here with us. There's a fan. You see the St. Jude's pin. St. Jude pin there. That's the uh, fantasy football telethon. Uh, my hair is you longer, know. but it hasn't changed. And since I look like a thumb, I grew a beard. <laughs> you know, I, I will. I will bring to attention. Brady didn't like this outfit. He thought you were wearing two different whites. Remember the cream? And you said it was just the photo. Yeah, you weren't wearing a cream blazer with a white it's, shirt. It's just a white dinner. But jacket. that's how it looks. Yeah, Brady can. Brady can. I'll, Brady can get punted. He <laughs> can get punted. All right. So first storyline out of minicamp is about Michael Thomas, uh, Saints veteran. Michael Thomas says he'll be ready to go full speed on the first day of training camp, just like the old days and what we're used to. How do you guys feel about that? You know, 2019, he, I believe he was the leader, right? And receiving yards, 1,725. Then the injury bug hit him and all of the drama about not getting surgeries when he should in the offseason. A healthy Thomas, obviously huge for the wide receiver room that already includes uh, Traquan Smith and Chris Olave. Olave led the team last season, 72 catches, 1,042 receiving yards and four touchdowns. So there, there's no line right now for Michael Thomas. So we're going to play the line is right with Chris Olave. You guys need to guess what his prop line is for the season receiving yards and uh, whoever is closest wins. So I'll go first because no, I'm going to price is right. You. You're done. Age and beauty before <laughs> whatever breaches age and beauty before cats. Age um, before beauty is what they say. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, so I think this is a really interesting debate about how the offense looks with Michael Thomas and Chris Olave. Obviously Olave, the you know, first round pick last year had a great season um, finished with, Oh gosh, I had it. What do you have? Uh, just like just under 1200 yards. I think excellent rookie year could have easily been the rookie of the year. Where Garrett Wilson uh, had, a, had a better year. Um, and, you know, I think Michael Thomas has been like a fantasy football favorite for the last two years where people draft like, ah, I got Michael Thomas late. He's going to sit on my bench. He's going to be a stud in six weeks. And then he you know doesn't do anything. Yeah. And you know, we thought with Sean Payton out that it might, uh, we might see Michael Thomas come back and be his, his normal old self. It is tough to really project what we think he's going to be in this offense. And I think people are sleeping on the fact that, you know, Michael Thomas now, uh, he'll be 20. He just turned, he turned 30 in March. So, you know, he's, he's, he's up, the, you know, up there a little bit. He's not, you know, yeah. Alave is the future for this team. And this is not a team, even with Pete Carmichael as the offensive coordinator, that's going to chunk the ball and Derek Carr, they're not going to chunk the ball around a bunch. I mean, Dennis Allen is a, a defensive coach. I, I think that this is probably going to be a little more conservative of an offense. And what we'll probably see is one of these guys, either Michael Thomas returns to form and becomes the alpha again, or Chris Olave, um, you know, ends up being just takes over and is like still the number one and they funnel targets his way. And you would think that they would focus on that because he's the younger guy. Having said all that, my mm -hmm. guess 
is I'm giving them exact the exact same numbers. I know Michael Thomas are not guessing, but I'm just telling you that I'm giving the same numbers. 1150.5 receiving yards this season for Chris Olave and Michael Thomas. That's the over under. That's the over under I'm setting. Woo! All right, Brenton. Here is, so I'm man, thinking I'm, Michael Thomas is going to get some playing time. If he's like cut or he's or he's hurt, then obviously Olave's number would go up. I. So, you know, I liked the fact that you explained that all very well, laid out your whole entire uh, reasoning for your guess on Olave. Here's my thing on Michael Thomas. The guy has not been healthy for three years. This isn't like he's missed one year and he's trying to make his way back. He has played in 10 games over three seasons. Mm. I don't think that he is going to be the superstar that he was uh, in 2019, as Katie mentioned. He led the NFL in receptions. He led the NFL in receiving yards. That was in a high-powered passing attack. Yeah. Well, but again, Brinson, as you mentioned, it doesn't feel like the Saints are going to be throwing it as often as they did with Drew Brees. So it's going to be hard to put up those types of numbers. Then you look at Olave uh, last season finished with 1,042 receiving yards. Um, and so I just feel like the over under will be somewhere near that because on one hand you think, ah, he's going to go over that. He was a rookie. He'll look better, but maybe he goes a little bit lower than that because the Michael Thomas factor and you now have other guys to throw the ball to. So I am going to set mine lower than Brinson's, uh, Brinson, when you said 1150.5, and a half. I am not going to price is right you and go with 1151 and a half. I am going mm. to go under and say 1025. 1025. All right. Well, What's the then number? Let's reveal. The, the, the number is 1050 and a half. So ah! <laughs> for this game, it breaches the winner, but actually. I believe that Dom is uh, would be the winner because he's one thousand sixty-five. What did you say, Breach? No, if you go over, you lose. Price is right rules you're out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you lose. You, right, yeah. you lose. Wait, right. you said one thousand twenty-five. One thousand twenty. I was gonna say a thousand, which it's if it makes you feel any better, change it the last second. I mean, so okay. you would like the over on that then, right, Breach? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of what I said. Is that I feel like. I thought it would be around the number he got last year because you could argue either way whether he goes higher or lower just because the Michael Thomas factor, you don't know. So, yeah, I would probably take the over. I think he'll finish with, like, 1,200, so I think, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the over is probably the play here if you if you think, if you want to fade Michael Thomas. Like, the like Michael Thomas isn't going to be any healthier than he is right now, you know? And if, like, if if he can't get if he can't get back or Derek Carr really gets his bond with Olave, it wouldn't be shocking at all if, if, if this number went way over. And that's the thing, too, is that Olave only played in 15 games last year, so he missed. Yep. Didn't play two games, so that that helps his number. Uh, and then more consistent quarterback play, where he played with, you know, Andy Dalton, obviously. Oh, James no. James Winston was his quarterback <laughs> for three games. So you're kind of building. You have an offense that James Winston's trying to run, that Andy Dalton's trying to run. Now you're more uniform because you know that Derek Carr is your starting quarterback going into the season. Um. All right. Well, a quick question, though. Do you guys think that Michael Thomas? How how we can't? There's no line for him yet, so we obviously can't play the game with him. But if you had to guess on a Michael Thomas line, what would it be? And do you think that he will actually be back to his old self this year? I'll say nine seventy five and a half. I said eleven fifty. Oh, under I Olave. So yeah, I think I think he's I think he would be listed under Olave because a lot. I mean, Olave played so well as a rookie, quarterback upgrade, same offense. 
and just not trusting Michael Thomas, I would guess. And I'd go down to like 900 because it's all based on you. Th- you're basically betting. Can he stay healthy? And he has not been able to stay healthy for three years. Yeah. All right. So one point breach on his way yes. to a pick six item from the Paramount shop, which you can get as well. Our next contestant. Is he really going to get a pick person. six item? Have you, have you, have you, have you yes. spoken you not legal? listened to her start yes. the game off? Yes. Have you spoken with legal about this? Yes. Okay, I have. Good, <laughs> How was that yeah, called? Me, me, me and legal are very tight. Who's your contact in legal? <laughs> Brinson wants to know. He's asking for a friend. Don't worry. Don't worry. Brinson, just worry about winning. All right. Just worry about winning and maybe getting something from the picture. Brinson is tight with everyone in the legal department because of all the things all he's got. All the legal through. issues. That's right. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, look, I have a better reputation with that. Maybe. All right. Moving I have on. My own, I have my own sub department in legal. That I actually uh, can understand. Okay, Tyreek Hill is not participating fully in the current Miami Dolphins minicamp because he's apparently dealing with some minor injury issue, according, according excuse me, to Mike McDaniel, adding that Tyreek is probably the least I'm worried about being physically able to perform his tasks. Uh, how One, before we get into this, what do you think of this minor injury with him? Is it actually something to worry about? Because Tyreek is actually someone who plays in almost every single game. He appeared 108 of a possible 114 games the first seven years of his career, including all 17 last season in Miami. So if he's potentially not going to play a full season, I would think that's a pretty big deal. It's pretty crazy that Tyreek Hill has never led the league in any receiving yardage stat, except for he's led the league in yards per touch uh, twice, but he's just ne- like never, you know, like he's been an explosive dynamic wide receiver his entire career. You know, his uh, one time he had five, 860 yards when he played 12 games one year in Kansas city and then his rookie season 593 when he started just one. I mean, like he has been, you know, he averages 77.2 yards per game. And if you take out that rookie season, you're talking about a guy that averages 84.2 yards per game. It's just, it's just weird that he's never led the league anything. I was thinking it's pretty crazy that if you want to, if you, depending on what you want to go by and money is a fine money and money and production. So money yeah. and selfish production is fine to is qualifies as, as success. Like the Tyree Hill trade was a win-win for the chiefs to Tyree Hill. You know, yeah. He got more money, and he had the best year of his career, which is wild to think that he did that. Uh, obviously, played the 17 games, but you know, had the most receiving yards of his career, had seven touchdowns, and like it's just crazy to think that he that like even though the, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl without him, and he still managed to you know have, have this great season. season. Um, this no, I'm not worried at all about him. I think he'll be back in the field. There was one point where he was injured during the season. And he just he just rolled right out there and had a huge game. Um, they'll. They'll take it easy on him in the preseason. You know, they're not going to ramp him up. They know what he can do. He's a is he 29, just turned 29 in March. I I, I can't see Breach um him, you know. I, I don't think I don't foresee this being a problem at all. He 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 got paid and he showed up in a big way, you know, in a, in his season in Miami after leaving Patrick Mahomes. Do you want me to guess first, too? So that well, I was just we, we, we've I mean, got a flip. I was putting oh, it out there. So if, if there's nothing to say here, then yes. We yeah, will I think guess I, now I, on what the line is for Tyreek Hill's regular season receiving yards. Breach, you go first. Well, let the host let the, let the let the host handle the host. Well, to his health, to his health. Uh, well, I was going to chime in. I just wasn't I'm sure just if I was supposed to guess after that. Uh, but but to his health, to that point, it's crazy. The guy who plays at such a high speed yeah. has been available for so many games. I mean, when you are that fast, that's just asking for a hamstring injury or a calf injury, and 
he has suffered these minor injuries, but they don't keep him out of games. He is always available. So I do feel like if there's a receiver you want to bet on with an over, it's probably him because he's always out there. And it was crazy, as Brinson mentioned, that he was able – Chiefs gave up, or the Dolphins gave up so much to get him, and he came out and put up 1,700 yards. That's insane for him to do that in this offense, especially when you consider how much the Dolphins also like to run the ball. So when you look at what he did over his past three seasons, two of them in Kansas City, uh, you know, 2020, 2021, he finished between 12 and 1,300 yards. Last season, he finished 1,700 yards. So if you're an odds maker, this does feel like a difficult one to make because you, you can't make it, you know, 1600 because that's just a crazy number. And I think everyone would bet the under, but you can't make it 1200 because it's Tyree kill. And he's gone over that number. What five of the past six seasons or, or uh, four of the past five seasons. So I, I think this is a tough number to put down. I want to go with 1400, even as the over under. Okay. Mm. Okay. So, this is where well, if Brinson guesses 1401, that is a cop out. I'm just putting it on the record now. I'll call the cops, <laughs> buddy. Um, call legal. He knows everybody there. You better get legal. You better get the Brinson legal department on it. So I actually had as my number, I, I had a much higher number, but I'm not going to register as my official guest because this is and I uh devotees of the podcast know my infatuation with game theory. Um, and, uh, and what's better than game theory than price is right. So my number was, this is not my official guess, but my number that I had was 1495 and a half. So this is the Brinson model number. This is the Brinson model. Yeah. I mean, like I think, and I'm, I'm a little hesitant for it because, uh, you know, you have the, the, the Tua situation. I mean, that's why we're sort of down on the dolphins. Everybody likes the dolphins, but the Tua thing is hanging out there. You know, if he gets hurt, banged up, like how will, how will Tyreek perform? And, but however, because breach just basically gave me 95 free yards. I am, in fact, going to guess 1401.5. One yard more than breach. You, my friend, are the first victim of the prices writing on the line is right or whatever we're calling it. It's ridiculous. I should quit out of principle right now. You literally said right before we started, you go, I'm going to prices right you and go one more than you. Uh, You guys are both wrong and, and don't get any points since you went over the line here, oh, no. it is way down from wow. that. Wow. 1250 and a half. All wow. right. So let's talk about really? how shocked you guys are. This clearly has to do with the health of Tua and that kind of uncertainty. Are you guys hammering this over since y'all were in the 1400s? Well, I mean, I would just say that if you take out, again, taking out his rookie season, and I'm, I'm not, I don't feel like doing the math on, um, uh, you know, on, on, on the, including the, the 2019, because, you know, he missed four games, he missed four games. He can miss four games. It's not, not insane. Uh, but the, the point being is like, take out his rookie season because he just wasn't starting. Like rookies don't really do that in Andy Reid's system. And you look at the rest of it, his, his other six years, five in Kansas city, of course, um, a, a one without, uh, without Patrick Mahomes, 2017. And then, uh, one in Miami, of course, last year. And he averages 1,291.2 yards per year. And that's with 16 game seasons. Now, he only, you know, he's been, I mean, he's been durable. Like he played 15. I think he sat out the, the final game in 2020, maybe. Um, he played all 17 games in 2021 and 2022, played 26. I mean, he's been extremely durable. And, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't want to take an over this high because it's a big over, but like, he averages I, – I, that feels low to me. I'm, I'm just going to throw in the fact that uh, 
Tua missed multiple games last year, as I you know. mentioned. Skyler Thompson was his quarterback for two games. Teddy Bridgewater was his quarterback for two games, and he still put up over 1,700 yards. So I don't even think it matters who the quarterback is. I, I cannot see a, unless he gets injured, which maybe that's the bet here, but I, I am I am taking the over here. Just I am pounding the over. Now, do you think this ha- – well, obviously, we're talking about Dalvin Cook, right, maybe coming to Miami. You've got a pretty good room of running backs. Is it that McDaniels maybe is going to run the ball more to protect Tua this next season? I I don't know if it's that. I think it's probably something along the lines of the books look at last year as sort of an outlier um, in terms of the production. And then, you know, again, like – you take his average you know, for C. I mean, I, like I don't know how Caesars got to this number, but they took his average for his for his career. You know, twelve ninety one is his average. He just sort of dropped it down forty yards, and maybe that's the two a factor. Like, I mean, seventeen hundred yards is almost three hundred yards more than what he ever. He never topped fifteen hundred yards in his career before. So, like seventeen hundred yards is a monster year. Um, it's actually insane that he was. Yeah, you know, I mean, he got an, he got MVP votes. He was ninth in the MVP voting, and but you know, he was only fourth in the Offensive Player of the Year award, which is crazy. Super crazy. All right, we're, we have more of this game when we come back, but we are going to take a quick break here. Watch Pick Six, and we'll see you in a sec. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to Pick 6 Podcast here with Brinson and Breach. And we're playing The Line is Right, a version of The Price is Right. Uh, so far, it's Breach O, because I'm not, I can't give either of you a point on the last one because you both went over, right, per Price is Right rules. Okay, so the next person we are going to talk about. But for is- the record, I was closer. Just Yes, for, for I'll, I'll make sure legal knows when we get you something you. from the uh, Pick 6 store. Okay. All right. Traylon Burks received very high praise during OTAs from the Titans after enduring a poor offseason in 2022. The uh, wide receiver coach, Rob Moore, said he's been a different player while Tanahan praised his work ethic and drives. Uh, last year, he had 33 receptions, 444 receiving yards, 13 and a half yards 
per catch. Now, we do know that DeAndre Hopkins is set to make his very first free agent visit to the Titans, which makes things a little bit interesting for Traylon Burks. So before we get into the line is right, what do we think of D-Hop going to the Titans? Brinson. Wow, no, no, we don't care. I have a lot of thoughts on this. Okay, great. You go first, Brinson. Oh, Brinson's muted. Yeah. I was wondering why. If you're wondering why there was an awkward silence, <laughs> uh, sorry, Brinson. I like, was wow. mouth moving. I could tell he was trying to talk. I was like, why won't you? I was like, you asked me, why don't you let me say it? Um, I, I think that um, I think if DeAndre Hopkins goes to the Titans. You know, Brady mentioned it on Tuesday's show. It's like a lot of times when a player like Hopkins or any player really, you know, you, like you go to the team, like if you're a star player, you go to the team, you think like now we're a Super Bowl team. To me, it feels like Julio Jones 2.0. Mm. where they bring in um, a, a superstar, big-name wide receiver whose production has dipped in recent years. Uh, Hopkins has been, look, I mean, I don't get why we're discounting the six-game suspension for PEDs. Like, there's a reason why you take PEDs because your performance is slipping. Um, and it just is. I mean, and there could be other reasons yeah. why, but, but the yeah. point, point remains, like, this is, the Tennessee is not a team that chunks it around, and you know, the, AJ Brown had big years there. I think that we would see, I think it's closer, would be closer to Julio Jones and AJ Brown if DeAndre Hopkins went to Tennessee personally. I, I, I don't know. I actually think the Titans make the most sense. Um, if you read the newsletter, this is, I thought they were the dark horse landing spot that he would end up in. And then we get news that he's visiting Nashville on Sunday. Call me DeAndre. We can hang out. Give me the lowdown. Um, <laughs> but here's the reason <laughs> is pairing. that, Oh, we would be, we would, we would take yeah. down Broadway. Um, <laughs> Julio Jones was older. You know, he was 32 the season before he went to Tennessee. I think he had uh, about 700 yards, which is what DeAndre Hopkins had last season, but DeAndre Hopkins was injured. So if you think DeAndre Hopkins can stay healthy, I think he makes sense. So that's the risk there is, do you think he can stay healthy? And the reason I think it makes sense for the Titans taking this risk is because look, you have arguably the least talented receiving room in the NFL, not just in your division, but probably in the NFL. If you add DeAndre Hopkins there and he just plays average DeAndre Hopkins football, it doesn't have to be great. That's an upgrade to your receiving room. And if you're the Titans, look, are you a player away from winning the Super Bowl? No, you are not. Are you a player away from winning the AFC South? Possibly. I mean, you put in that offense, DeAndre Hopkins playing slightly above average football, Derrick Henry, Traylon Burks, I think all of a sudden it becomes uh, an offense that can at least compete for an AFC South title. Sure. All right. That leads us to the line is right for Traylon Burks. Now he had 444 receiving yards last year. He is poised for a better season. Brinson, what's the line? Um, I'm not like insanely high on Traylon Burks. And I mean, I think he's a good player. Don't think he's a great player. I think this offense is going to restrict what he does. If this line number definitely craters a little bit, if DeAndre Hopkins signs with the Titans, uh, remains to be seen. I will say, as of right now, eight hundred forty-nine and a half. Eight forty-nine and a half. Yeah, eight forty-nine and a half. Okay. Um, when I look at Burks, 
He had. So in other words, that you love that number breach, and you're totally flummoxed. You're trying to filibuster to figure it out what you're. Ah, uh, well, here's the deal. <laughs> <laughs> he finished last season with 444 yards, but he only played in 11 games. So if you kind of, if he had played in 17 games, you're looking to uh, possibly extrapolate. Is the word you were looking for? Uh, if you extrapolate <laughs> that through 17 games then it's 686 yards. So, you know, he's going to have one more year in the offense. And so I do think the potential there is to put up better numbers. Um, But I'm going to go, I am not going to price this right, Brinson. I'm going to go much lower. I go too high for you to price this right me. It's like I'm losing so I can don't get prices right. I, with my guess, am going to go with 600. If it's six twenty-five and a half, I'm calling. For, I'm call, I'm calling legal on you. All right, what? it is eight twenty-five and oh, a half. No! Even though Brinson <laughs> is closer, he loses, <laughs> and Breach gets Breach is two hundred off. You got prices righted. Yeah, you just got prices righted. We didn't discuss um, the prices right factor when we when we. I mean, we we called it price. It's the. Lo- I don't you know. know. I think you should the be able to. The rule was over. made clear before we started, Brinson. I'm sorry. I think you should be able to go over, but whatever. <laughs> Well, we'll, we'll, discuss, it with, right. we'll discuss it with legal when we talk about our item from the Pick Six uh, podcast shop. Okay, uh, over or under for this one, fellas. Um, it would be an under for me right now. Like I would not take the over on this right now. He he yeah. he could get the he could get there if Tannehill plays the whole season, and the, the offensive line is a lot better than you know the offensive line kind of gets back to what it was, and Derrick Henry's running well, and you got. You know, just like Traylon Burks as a rookie in that offense with Malik Willis and Josh Dobbs playing with him and, you know, getting banged up. And it just, it, it, it was going to be really tough to have any kind of good season. So, I mean, a thousand yards isn't out of the question if the Titans are really good. If the Titans are really bad, then, I mean, but just don't bet the over on this right now. And the other part is if they do add DeAndre Hopkins, that's, you know, now Traylon Burks isn't your feature guy and defensive backs, opposing defenses aren't going to be as worried about Burks. And so that might make his life easier. Um, I could see him absolutely having a breakout season. He, he started to show that shine last year. And if he plays the full season, uh, you know, there's no reason he can't top this number. I think I would probably lean over, but I wouldn't be losing Losing when I'm 24 yards off the actual total is infuriating. Brinson. Yeah. Have you ever watched Prices Right, man? I have. Learn the, I, learn yeah, the yeah, game. Have you ever learned the game. Prices Right microphone breach? Um, yeah. I have not. All right. Well, well, okay. It's two. Well, Brinson still has time to get back in this game. Okay. He's so we'll sweep just, the rest we'll of these. Put ourselves uh, uh, real quick. The leading receiver for the Titans last year, five twenty-seven. That was the highest number. <laughs> Darrington Evans. <laughs> wow. Okay, Stefan Diggs, guys, has been stirring up some drama since the playoff loss to your Bengals when he appeared to have an outburst on the sideline. Then he left the stadium before the coaches could even arrive. Then there was all those cryptic social media posts, his brother trying to get him to Dallas. Uh, But Brandon Bean stated today that he expects Stefan Diggs to be at the Bills mandatory minicamp next week. Uh, So what is going on with Diggs? Brinson. Um, I mean, I think it's a little bit more smoke than it is fire. Like the bills are really good. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, there's a reason why he got traded out of Minnesota too. Right. You know, like he, he, it's probably cause he wants money and you know, maybe he's one of those dudes where you spend a couple of years in a spot and you just sort of get tired of it. And it would be frustrating. Like we, you know, we saw this, I always reference the, the bulls 
and the Pistons, right? In the uh, in the in the nineties, when the the Bulls could not beat the Pistons, and what happens is you got to you, know, you got to change up the team chemistry a little bit, and people get frustrated. Like if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, of course you're frustrated by like the team not winning a Super Bowl ever. <laughs> if you're a Buffalo Bill Buffalo Bills player right now, I mean, like, hey, you've talked about it. Like, just like, I'm not backing the Bills anymore. I'm done with the Bills. It's like. How about internally? These guys are like, yeah. oh my God, we can't beat the friggin' Chiefs or the Bengals. Like, you just feel like I think there's some just some frustration there and probably some money. And um, because of that, you know, it's it's maybe not surprising that that Diggs is is doing this. And we see wide receivers do this in the offseason all the time. I'm not that concerned, overly concerned about it. They need him. He is so dominant against both uh, man and zone. Just, I mean, unbelievable route runner. And he and Josh Allen are the same page. I think it would be crazy. He ain't going to Dallas. Like, I mean, come on. He's staying in Buffalo. He'll probably get a little cash. Uh, Breach, or I guess Katie. Well, no, I want Breach's opinion, and then we'll oh, guess. Yeah. Sorry. We'll guess I didn't know where to go there. I, I kind of just. Uh, <laughs> well, everything Brinson just mentioned. Plus, let's not forget, he's got to deal with the Madden curse because he's got Josh Allen throwing him the ball. I mean, Stefan Diggs needs to go walk mm-hmm. under a ladder, buy a black cat, do something to reverse the curse because you don't want to be dealing with this stuff. Uh, oh, by the look, way, Katie, what's your stat on Madden? The Madden cover you busted out on HQ yesterday? Yes. Like so fifth, it's like eight of it's Katie. Katie's eight. like the win totals for the past 15 Madden people. I mean, we, like producer knows I'm here. He goes, Holy bleep, that's a great stat. <laughs> well, because we were we were talking about the Madden curse, right? Which I feel like in recent years has been debunked a little bit. There isn't these crazy injuries or down years that have been happening as of late. But when you look at the season win totals for the team of the player selected to be on the cover um, since I believe it's like uh, since 2005 of 19, only eight of those teams have surpassed their win total. So if you look at the bills, their win total is pretty high this year at 10 and a half. The under is that plus 125, I believe. I know might take that under based on, uh, based on that trend, but breach, you bring up a good point about the curse here and Stefan Diggs. With all this in mind, what do you set his receiving yards line at? So Diggs has been in Buffalo for three seasons. He has gone over 1,400 yards in two of those three seasons. Mm. Uh, but the thing that frightens me is how far off I was with my Tyreek Hill guess. That feels yeah. like I've got to recalibrate the breach model uh, <laughs> to account for that. And so if I am making the first guess here, I am going to go with 1175. 1175. I'm going to put Brinson on the spot. He needs this. I have to have this. Get back in the um, game, Brinson. So you went a lot lower than I thought you were going to. That that puts a crimp in my plan. My uh the the Brinson model. Mm. Um Projections for uh, Stefan Diggs. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the model out the window for this one. Oh, oh wow. Okay. And I am going to uh, go with a, a number near and dear to my heart, and I will say eleven eleven point five. So I'm gonna go under breach and hope that I'm, I'm gonna try to hit this short window. I didn't. I don't get prices right. Him. I think that's too high. Oh my god! What we've seen from the Vegas. I don't know. It's twelve hundred and a half. So breach again. Breach again. (laughs) Breach. Game. I'm getting my get my ass kicked. Game theory style. Oh my god! All right, we've got time. Tell them to bring me my money. 
Uh-huh. Okay, one more. You got to get one of them, Brinson, all right? This is the one. Brinson's in his own head now. He's in his own head. There's no way. Although Brinson technically did get one. Oh, no, actually, Breach, you got that one right, too, but you both went over. Okay, all right. Um, okay, so I know it's 24 off of Traylon Burks, and I lost. Yes. It happens. No. All right, so Amonra St. Brown, uh, PFF recently made the case that he is the best slot receiver in the NFL, one of 17 wide receivers who surpassed 250 targets, 2,000 yards in their first two seasons, get 196 receptions over the last two years, get 100 um, catch campaign last season, 106, 544 yards after catch. Uh, first off, do you agree with uh, Pro Football Focus that uh, St. Brown is the best slot receiver in the NFL, Brinson? Sure. He's going to, I mean, he's, he's a stud. He's a star. This dude is 23 years old and he's already broken out as a you know fourth round pick in Detroit with no Matthew Stafford. Like this guy is a free, the sun God is a freaking star. Uh, so yeah, I agree with pro football focus and um, I, yeah, I, don't always agree with him, but I think that uh, I think you can make the case that he's the best slot receiver in the NFL. Although, like it's also worth noting that like uh, most slot, you know, dudes yeah. play all over the place these days. Breach. Uh yeah, this is. I mean, he's obviously his rookie year. He tore it up, and it was kind of like, oh, is this guy a fluke? He's playing with the Lions. What's actually going to happen? Can he sustain this kind of success? And also, his rookie year. The Lions were basically trailing in every game. So it was a situation where they were just throwing the ball all the time. And so you start thinking, wow, was that a reason why he put up over 900 yards and was so good? But then that wasn't the case last season. They weren't trailing in every single game. And he was a huge part of their offense. And his numbers have improved upon his rookie year. So I think that kind of, if anybody wasn't sold on him yet, I think 2022 uh, everything Brenton said and, and, you know, PFF giving him the nod of, of, of that. He's good now. We, I think we all know he's good. We all agree on that. Uh, and so Brinson's I will defer not. to Brenton. <laughs> all right, Brenton, you're, you're up first then. He's, uh, yeah. he's the best slot receiver. How many yards? Um, I gotta be careful. Like I just, my shirt going to pick six nip slip. That'd be a disaster. Uh, the, uh, you know, I'm going to go back to the well. I'm going to say 11, 11.5. Why not? Uh, this one's, I feel like this one's tough because it's tough. he had 1161 last season. Uh, rookie year had nine twelve, but again, these numbers have just been slightly lower. So I will go way under Brinson. So if it's over 11-11, Brinson's going to get a point here. I'm going to go with 1,000 even. Mm. It's 1,000 yeah. and a half. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just, oh, my goodness! You could have gone with one yard. This is like winning the double the showdown. The, they went whoa, double whoa, the showcase. Whoa, 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 whoa. You went with 1,000 even? You can't go with an even number. Oh, well, actually, a thousand even. Oh, yeah, no, it is because it's That's under. Something this should be in again. 1001, I would have gone over. Well, look, we may have legal investigation. Legal is going to get involved for fraud. <laughs> We're going to have what? to investigate breach um, based on this line. But so far, he is the winner with four correct. So you could have gone, you could have gone with one yard if you were going to go under me and instead you went. Half a yard off the actual number. Well, I decided after, after, after you prices righted me, 
uh, as we all remember on the one we both lost, I decided I wasn't going to do it. I was going to man up and that I wasn't going to use the prices right and, and just go $1. I went with my actual guess. All right. Well, again, uh, Poor legal Will. may or may not get involved. That's in a low We're number for Amron, Amron St. Brown, by the way. Yes. That is low. Are uh, you going to bet the over? Over or under for this? You guys are taking You're taking I mean, the nine twelve as a rookie, he only started nine games. Like, I would take the over here. Well, I think a little bit of it is you look at, like, they, they re-signed Marvin Jones, so you have a guy who is familiar with the Lions offense. Uh, they plan to run the ball a lot, I would think, now with Dave Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, so... It is, it, I guess it's, what do you think the Lions offensive philosophy is going to be? But it does feel a little low, but I, all these, all the receiver totals were lower than I thought. As I said, I, um, by the way, I, I, I looked, I looked it up because I want to see what Tyreek Hill was. Um, I'm not obviously not using him. Like can't accuse me of cheating off these numbers because I'm, I'm performing poorly in this game. Uh, <laughs> but our, um, our, our projections are already uploaded on, on the fantasy leagues. And Stefan, uh, see Tyree Kill projected for twelve seventy. Hmm. Pretty low. Uh, Stefan Diggs eleven eighty seven. Amron St. Brown one thousand sixty five. Jalen Burks projected for five yards. And real quick, as our buddy Captain Spock mentions in the comments, you have Jameson Williams coming back after his six game suspension. So there is going to be a battle to see who's catching those passes from Jared Goff. Yeah. All right. Well, that is going to wrap up our show today, guys. We hope that you enjoyed The Line is Right. Nobody enjoyed it more than Breach. I did not. Uh, He is our winner. Make sure that you join us next week for more off-season coverage. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe on the YouTube page. If you're listening to the audio version only, then download, follow, leave a five-star review, and tell your friends to listen and watch the pod. We'll see you next week. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.